0: I'm on the track!
1: Welcome to the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Big week of college football this week, Thursday in October. Got some big, some big moves and shakes going on in the UFC this week. Uh some returns that are that are less than happy and controversial to say the least. Also, also we're gonna talk a little bit of high school football because next week is a big week. This week was a big week, and just excited to talk about it, but first off, we're going to start off with a daily devotional, and and uh, this comes from our friends at InTouch Ministries, and this was called Put Your Hand to the Plow, and this was from Luke chapter 9, verses 61 and 62. Another also said, I will follow you, I'll follow you, Lord. But first permit me to say goodbye to those at home. But Jesus said to him, no one, after putting his hand on the plow and looking back, is the fit for the kingdom of God. This is pretty good. I'll I'll try to hear this now. Very few few people in this day appreciate Jesus' use of, of the plow as an illustration of a life dedicated to the Lord. The ancient plow, shaped much like the antique version of more recent centuries, was a wooden blade attached to two handles. A mule did most of the work by pulling the apparatus forward, but the farmer held on to direct the path of the blade. I tried out an old-fashioned old plow once and discovered that using it was no easy task. The simple machine bumped and jerked under my hands and tore it as it tore up the ground. There was... There was only one way to make a straight line, and that was to stay focused on the work and keep eyes forward every single second. When believers trust Jesus Christ as Savior, they put their hand on the plow. The idea is for us to follow the Lord in absolute obedience, always keeping our eyes focused on him. That's how we reap a harvest in faith. Discouraged believers oftentimes plow a crooked row because they're looking over their shoulder to dwell on past regrets and peering around to see what pleasures await. The field of faith looks like a disorganized mess. Moreover, distraction slows them down, with the result that spiritual growth is sluggish, if they mature at all. Give up whatever draws your attention away from the Heavenly Father. Believers who focus on past failures and present distractions end up all over the place in their Christian life. Peace and joy are elusive, and prayers go unanswered. Follow the Lord earnestly, and He will bring forth
2: much spiritual fruit. That don't tell you something right there.
1: Yeah, I don't know what 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 can tell you, what anybody else can tell you. I mean. Basically, it's telling us, "Go forth now, man, keep your eyes on the prize, but don't give up on your faith, don't give up on on whatever religion you you practice or whatever you, or whatever you believe in, believe in it with all your heart, and everything else will follow. Sounds like a plan to me." We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk some we're going to talk some college football. Y'all be y'all stay tuned.
3: I
2: won't stop, I
1: won't stop, they told me don't understand, but boy, you know I won't stop, I won't stop, I won't stop, they told me don't understand, but boy, you know I won't stop. Welcome to the Press Box and the Tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Really excited to talk about today's college football, slate of college football games because it's very, very very important. We're getting down into into the the real nitty gritty, so to speak. <clears throat> into the nitty gritty so to speak and we we've got some really good
2: matchups. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Um, had to take an impromptu break because, um, funny story. Um, <laughs> I started sneezing on air, and I don't sneeze on air, and I don't like to have like sneezing episodes on air while I'm talking about college football because this is the most wonderful time of the year. Though I do hate the fall, though, and I hate the springtime, cause it does me like this. So, like, please bear with me. Um, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm feeling better. I just had to get that out of my system. So, um, but getting back into, getting back into um, college football, and as I was saying, you gotta love the third Saturday in October, because this is when games start to count, and we're starting to see like a judgment, a judgment day type feel. To this week. Um, We're starting to get into the time where people are starting to, where, where players are starting to position themselves for Heisman campaigns. You're starting to see teams starting to get it together in terms of conference play and getting themselves ready for, excuse me, the college football playoff rankings, which comes out the week of my birthday. But until then, you know, we're still positioning ourselves a little bit. And a lot of these matchups are going to be very important, especially the the non-ranked matchups, because there's a lot of ranked teams that still have to play these teams. A lot of ranked ranked ball clubs that have to play these teams coming up in the next few weeks. Vanderbilt, Georgia is one of those games. And Vanderbilt, I mean, they're still – a two and four campaign could easily be four and two, five and one. Even even dare I say they could be six and oh. Um coming into this game with 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 Georgia. Georgia at four and two, you know, still getting it together, still getting that culture together there at at um in Athens with Kirby Smart. But last Sunday, I actually watched this game last Sunday. I didn't even watch, I didn't even watch the NFL game, last, any of the NFL, last week because I was very interested in seeing what Georgia and South Carolina would do uh, last weekend, playing on a Sunday afternoon. And I'll say this, the South Carolina Gamecock fans, Gamecock nations, you should, you should stand up and applaud yourself. I mean, that was, that was a near sellout crowd there at Williams Wright Stadium. And they were just as loud on a Sunday afternoon at two thirty as they would be on a Sun on a Saturday night at seven o'clock or a or a three thirty game or a twelve o'clock game. This this you should be commended, South Carolina. You should be very much commended. Um but Georgia played their first complete game of the season last week. Uh, it should have been a it should have been a shutout. You know, you give up a garbage touchdown, then you give up a touchdown that you shouldn't have gave up in, in the second half. You know, you still got some work to do, but offensively, you look good. You did what you wanted to do. You gave Decker Beeson a little bit a little bit of room to to grow to be a game manager, and you can start seeing that maturation process go on with him. Even though you had three running backs over 100 yards in that game, even though he didn't throw the ball as much, you still saw that matur- maturization process, process go, go on with him. And this is what's going to make him that much better going into the last quadrant of last quarter of the season for the Georgia Bulldogs. It's a big game for Georgia in this regard. Georgia really wants to really wants to get that, that eight nine win this year. And I think they can do it, but here's the thing that people tend not to not to look at, not to not to worry about. You have a hungry Vanderbilt team who who simply hasn't played to hasn't played to where they should be playing as of right now, in terms of. In terms of the, the way that they play, they play, they play really, really sound defense. I mean, and you still have some mental lapses there as well. But at the same time, there's still you still got rooms to you still got room to grow, and that's that's one of the things that we haven't talked about. Vandy. A lot of people talk about how they look going into games, how they look coming out of games. My thing is, Vandy doesn't know how to finish. They always find a way to get themselves caught up and hurt themselves in some sort of way. This is what makes this is what makes Vandy different from most other SEC schools. They're still young, even though they do have a veteran presence. They're still young. You know, you got a third-year coach who's finally got his guys in. You know, there's no more of the James Franklin guys. There's no more of the of the uh, or the previous regime there. Now you have to focus on what you have in front of you right now. This is what makes this game such a big game for Vandy in, the, in that sense. It also makes this a big game for Georgia in, in other in other parts because since you put together a complete game last week, can you keep that momentum going? Can you can you build off that off that you know two heartbreaking losses by by Vandy, coupled with coupled with you know injuries that happened to you and and other things, you still got. Little things to work. You still got some things to work on if you're Vandy, Georgia. You had a complete game, but there's still things that need to be worked out, things that need to be ironed out, things that need to be kinked. This is a first-year head coach, you know, versus a third-year head coach. Both defensive minds, but you got you guys, you got one team that has probably a superior quarterback than the other, or well, we know that he's a superior quarterback than the other will we see Georgia throw the ball a little bit more or will we see Georgia continue to run the ball like they've been in the past, like, like you did last week, you know, running up to the tune of almost, almost 400 yards rushing? Um, so, I mean, you, you got, we got to look at it from that standpoint. Here's the other thing that a lot of people don't understand. The special teams for Bandy is struggling. So if it comes down to a kick, I would not give the advantage to either one of these teams because both for the both of the kicking games are struggling. You know, I understand that Georgia doesn't want to take the red shirt off of off of Mitchell Watson and put that pressure on him as of yet. But the former last of the Trojan has a chance to to be something special. I mean, I look at I looked at this kid last year and I look at what he's done over over his career you know, in high school and I see glimpses of greatness. You know, it's the same thing we say about Jacob Eason, it's the same thing we've said about Nick Chubb, about Sonny Michelle, about um you know, Isaiah McKenzie, some of those guys. But we've got to see it on the field. And I think this is what makes this this game very, very much exciting for the viewer. Now we move on and we talk about other games and you know we don't we don't really you know associate the third Saturday in October with anything except for Alabama-Tennessee, but we'll talk about that game in a little bit. This is a big game in the ACC, you know, twelve o'clock game, NC State-Clemson. Clemson, Clemson, you know, coming off that big win last week over Boston College, North Carolina State getting a getting a win over over a really hapless Notre Dame team who's just they're spiraling right now and they're without a direction they're without they're without cause right now um so I mean it was a big win for NC State last week big win for Clemson last week the textile bowl isn't is very important because this is to the game that that has division there's division implications all over it, you know. Clemson still has to play the Florida State. They still have to play. Um, they still got to play North Carolina as well. I mean, but this game here, this is a litmus test of sorts for Clemson. You know, they haven't really had that that test yet. I mean, Louisville was a test, but they haven't really been tested. You know, offensively and NC State's gonna bring a different kind of defense to him. They're gonna they're gonna bring seven, they're gonna they're gonna try to stop the run, they're gonna make Deshaun Watson throw the ball over the top. Now, when you do that, the accuracy of Deshaun Watson will kill you. So it's almost like NC State is going to pick their poison. Do I think NC State can can I do I think NC State can win this game? I do, but it's not gonna happen. Because a you have to have good quarterback play, and you haven't had good quarterback play throughout the season. B, you have to have a good running game to balance your to balance your passing game, or Clemson's going to pick you apart in the passing game with their front seven in those two bookends. those two bookends. This is a problem. This is what poses a problem for NC State. Dave Dorn's got something good going right now, but until he gets. Until he gets the guys that he wants in there, this this, this could be you know, a statement game for Clemson in a sense. You know, but NC State, you know, they're four one, you know, but they haven't had great quarterback play the entire year. They're four one based on the system that they're in with Dave Dorman. They're four one because they can rush the ball, but if you can get if you can have a complete game. With a quarterback that's inexperienced, with a running back that's young, but is not afraid to not afraid to go up, the, not afraid to get in there and get his his nose dirty. This could be a big game for for North Carolina State. This, in a sense, is a is is a statement game for NC State. You know, if you think about it, you haven't had this kind of publicity or. This kind of hype around your team in a very long time. This could be the year that NC State shows what they have. This could be the year. This could be the year for them. Even though I think that even though I think next year will be the year for them, because they have so many in state, they have so much in state talent coming in next year, and they have a lot of lot of talent that that they're redshirting this year. I mean, so you got you got such a such a balance of young of younger and and of young and old because you got some, you got a lot that's coming back next year. You got a couple that that could flirt with going to the draft. You got a couple that could flirt with leaving school, you know, as graduate transfers. But if if North Carolina State can keep this team together, they will be a force. Do I do I dare put Clemson on upset alert? <laughs> I would if they were playing at Carter Finley. I would if they were playing at Carter Finley. But since they're playing in Clemson, they're playing they're playing at home in Death Valley, I can't put them on an upset alert because this Clemson team is way too good, they're way too strong, and they're way too physical for the North Carolina State Wolfpack. I can't do that. And I think you're going to see a big game from from Wayne Gallman in the running game. I think you're going to see a big game from Artavis Scott. I think you're going to see a big game from Deshaun Watson. But the one thing that people need to worry about with with North Carolina State, they've got a ball hawking secondary. Who they've got a ball hawking secondary that's led by free safety um, who's not afraid to hit you in the mouth. So we're we're looking at we're looking at. At some things that could happen, we're also looking at some things that that should happen, which is Clemson winning and winning big. So, I'm picking Clemson to win big, but don't be surprised if this game stays close for the first half of the game. Don't be surprised if this game stays close through through halfway through the third quarter. I mean, this is this has got this has got you no. Know, Potential to be a a slobber knocker in a, in a sense, but it also has a sense of being a blowout if Clemson comes out and plays the complete game like they've been like they played last week and they played a couple weeks ago at at Georgia Tech. So you know, a lot to be said about Clemson in in, in, in that sense. So let's just let's just watch this is a Washington C type deal. Now, talk about the Big Twelve. We talk about the Big Twelve now, and you know oklahoma oklahoma k state you know k state three and two, but that's a questionable three and two they could be four and one they could be five and oh they lost a lot- they lost a they lost a close game a couple weeks ago then it got blew out of the water you know earlier in the season, so this is a game for me that could go either way. Oklahoma's got 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 things going right now. They played they played their first offensively. They played their first complete game. Defensively, they still got some questions, but it was a typical Big Twelve type matchup, you know, in that sense from last week against Texas. You know, is Bob Stoops still the guy for for Oklahoma? You know, a lot of people are questioning that. Questioning is, is he still the guy? Is, is his time running out at, at Oklahoma? I don't think so. I, I don't I really don't think so. I mean, he's got almost 200 wins. He still wins consistently. He haven't he hasn't been to a national championship game, but he does. He does have national championship credentials. He does have conference championship credentials. So when you look at it from that standpoint, you look at what Bill Snyder's done at at K State. You look at what what Bob Stoops has done at Oklahoma. And you're looking at probably the two winningest coaches, combined coaches, right now in active wins, going up against each other. You know, Bob, you know, uh, Bill Snyder's got over got over 250 wins, um, and Bob Stoops is approaching 200. So you're looking at you're looking at a great matchup of minds, of, of real minds here, in terms of. Just football minds going head to head. Bob Stoops with his defense with his defensive you know defense altering you know, mindset. Whereas Bill Snyder is just he's just a cerebral guy. You know. Anything that he does, he he thinks he thinks and he thinks and he thinks and he thinks and he thinks. thinks. I like this matchup. This has always been a great match. This has always been a fun matchup to watch, even though Bob Stoops has had the upper hand on on uh, Bill Snyder in, in the past. This this has always been a great game. It's always been a tough game to to pick because you don't know, you you, you really don't know what K State team you're going to see, or you're going to see that that ultra that ultra Hard running, Smash Mouth downhill running game. You know, or when they had quarterbacks that could that could throw the ball, you would see them throw the ball fifty, sixty times all over. You see them throw it all over the yard. This is a balanced offense for for K State in a sense because you got a quarterback that can they can give you the run pass option, but likes to stay in the pocket and throw the ball and runs when he has to. Whereas Baker Mayfield on the other side for Oklahoma, he gives you the option of extending the place. He gives you options to throw the ball downfield. He gives you the options to get, to get the 10, 15 yards that he, that he needs to get. Not only that you have some, I can and you have two other running backs that can just absolute ball. You got, and you got some receivers that can ball. So, when you look at it from that standpoint, it's all—it's also like you've got a complete offense right there in your hands. K-State got K-State got some questions offensively. They're still giving up a little bit. Of, they're still giving up some sacks that they shouldn't give up. The defense is giving up giving up some things that they should be giving up. And most of those things are mental mistakes and mental errors. If K-State can clean up those mental errors, they can keep this game close. Oklahoma, on the other hand, they've got to they've got to do they've got to do everything to keep themselves balanced because this is a good K State team that can rush the passes. Also a good K State team that can uh, that can that can intercept balls. We know I know this. Uh DJ EA, one of his cousins, is actually the starting corner is actually one of the starting corners for K State. And um and you, you're gonna you're gonna see what he can do in a hostile environment as well. This is a this is gonna be one of those games where either you're gonna be on the edge of your seat or you're gonna just sit back and say, hey, <laughs> this is a lo- this is a lot to take in. This is a lot to take in. But I like Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma to win because I think that they have the I think they have the the more complete defense, I think that they can they can get more stops than K State can get touchdowns. Because K State K State's offense is not built to score points. It's built to score points and then let the defense finish it out. But K State's defense hasn't been finishing games here lately. So you gotta you gotta pick your poison when you're K State right now. You know, you got to put points on the board, but you also got to you also got to get some stops, and they haven't been doing that. Um, so I like Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma can get them get more stops. I think Oklahoma can can dictate the offense as well, using that tempo, using tempo, using um, using tempo, and also using pressure on the defense side as well. So this is this is this is one of those games that's really very interesting to watch. But I like Oklahoma to win this game. I like Oklahoma to win this game by two touchdowns simply because I like what Baker Mayfield and Shemaji Perron can do offensively. I love what the secondary and what those bookings, what the defensive line can do for Oklahoma. So I think that if Oklahoma can play the complete game, Oklahoma will win this game and they'll win it by two touchdowns. That That's just my personal opinion. Um, moving forward, you know, the other game at 12 o'clock uh, in, the, in the Big 12 was a big, big matchup. A big, big matchup. Texas Tech, West Virginia. West Virginia 4 0. You know, <laughs> yeah, you basically got, I mean, you basically got Dana and off the, the proverbial hot seat. Even though I, I do know that a lot of a lot of people um, around the around the Morgantown area still don't like Dana Hogerson. they still don't like what he what he's gonna, what he's bringing to the table, but they're enjoying being four zero. They're enjoying being in the top twenty. And shout out to my girl Audrey Gunther. Um, doing her thing in in the department in the athletic department, especially with football, um at West Virginia. Um, hopefully to have her have her back on really soon. Um, but this is this is a big game. Jones Stadium, Lubbock, Texas, out in the West Plains. I mean, this is one of those games where you've got you've got you got some things that could happen that can happen big for you in regards to texas tech texas tech can put themselves back into back into into the top 20 they can put themselves back into contention for the big 12 championship with a big win and it also sets them up for big for big things going going next week you know going in the next few weeks west virginia They've been playing complete lights out football all season long, and what I love about what I love about about West Virginia is that they just they're just a fun team to watch. I mean, watching them play, watching them play Missouri early in the season, the way that they put up points, and the way that they did. Things Missouri early season just really impressed me. Last week, you know, last week they played Kansas State and you know they come from behind. They they become a they they got real scrappy coming from you know coming from behind and you know being down being down for for you know a good part of that second half and then coming back the way that they did, you know being down sixteen to ten. And and then finally just getting that touchdown. I mean like they look they look like a beaten team going up until that that last that last few moments of the game. This K State team this K State team can be really good. Again, you know, going back to K State playing playing Oklahoma, this could be you know, we look at K State and we see the way that they played last week against against West Virginia. And we look at West Virginia Coming into Lubbock and playing Texas Tech, this could be a big matchup for for Texas Tech. I mean, they got some they got they got some great teams at home, but they're gonna be they're gonna be alternating home and home and away home and away for the rest of the season. I mean, but they're in a really tough part of their schedule. You know, you've got a good Texas Tech team this week. TCU at home next week, Oklahoma State the week after that, you know. So you you've got some you've got some real tough matchups here in the next few weeks, in the next three weeks. So to, uh, to be honest with you, and I'll say this: Texas Tech. They both one of the best quarterbacks in the nation in, in Patrick Mahomes, and they got some great they got some great receivers and they have and they're utilizing the tight end. You don't see Texas Tech ever utilizing tight end, and they have a tight end that can pass, that can catch, that can block, that can get downfield and be and be a a matchup problem. So when you look at Texas Tech. you're seeing an evolution in in their air raid where, yeah, you still see the four and five receiver sets, but you're starting to see that pro-style look out of them at times when they go under center. So this is a good Texas team playing a really good West Virginia team. West Virginia, if they can get things going offensively with the quarterback play, and they do have a dynamic running back, who, who can run the ball and has a lot of speed and can get in between the tackles. But at the same time, you're looking at you're looking at a Texas Tech team that is pretty good defensively, but they still give up a lot of points. So that that's just, this is what makes this game very interesting. Can West Virginia put up points? Can can they score over? Th- can they score over forty? Because if they can score over forty, they will make this game really interesting for Texas Tech. And this is a Texas Tech team that that's high scoring. We haven't seen we haven't seen West Virginia be that high scoring team, but we've seen them play very sound defense the entire season. So this is gonna this again for me. This is a really good litmus test. Going into going into that that tough that tough stage of the year, where this is probably the three the three toughest games of the year for 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 West Virginia, at Texas Tech, home to TCU next week, in two weeks you got Oklahoma State at Boone Pickens, and and then you start off November with a really good Kansas team, and who thought who'd ever think I who ever thought I would say. A really good Kansas team, but this Kansas team is as good as advertised. They they are they are close to being back to where they were in the early two thousand, the late 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 nineties, early two thousand. This is a good team with a good with a good young coach, and hopefully they hang on to him. But you know that that's that's left to be that's not you know left up to me. But if you, if you ask me, I would I would leave him there. You know, I, I like Texas. I like I like West Virginia in this game because I think that their defense is a little bit. I think that defense is better than Texas Tech, But the question that I have is, is, can they put up enough points to withstand the offensive pressure that Texas Tech is going to bring them? That's the bigger question. West Virginia, I, I think, I think can win this game. It's going to be really, really close. It's going to be closer than people think. But I think that West Virginia can win this game, simply because they have the be- They have, they have the better defense. They got better depth, you know, at key positions on the defense side of ball. You know, they can rotate people back out, in and out. On, a, on the defense side of the ball they can also rotate people in and out on the offensive side of the ball. This is, this is where it gets really tricky for me in terms of that. The questions that we have, and because I think West Virginia can win this game, the questions that I have about West Virginia is, will they convert touchdowns instead of field goals? Because that's what they've been doing. They've been settling for field goals. When they could be when they could be aggressive and going for the end zone and throwing touchdowns, so this is what this is what makes this really that's what makes this game really an interesting game for me to pick because you don't know what how conservative Dana Hogerson is gonna go on the road in big twelve competition as opposed to what we saw last week where you know you had to fight and call. And come from behind to win. So, I uh, that that's this is why this game is so. It's, it's go it goes back and forth for me, and I, and I don't know how, I don't know which way to go. But I like West Virginia because of the defense. I mean that's just that's just the way I'm gonna go with that. I like West Virginia because of the defense. But you know we we talk about the three thirty games as well, and this is. It, and one of the, the two thirty games that, that, that really interests me is Nebraska, Indiana. Indiana played Ohio State as tough as I've seen Ohio State get played this year in a thirty eight seventeen loss. Indiana is not your mama's Indiana team anymore. Kevin Wilson has got something has got something going finally that we haven't seen happen at at Indiana since the late Terry Heppner, and I've said this before, and I'll say this again: this is a good, really good Indiana team,
2: but they still have to. But they
1: still have little things to work on. But this this is a team that that I I can all I can always say. Is going to be they're going to be tough if they let Kevin Wilson stabilize his program, which he she's almost there in doing, you know. Injuries killed them the last couple of years after the after that bowl game, after the bowl game that they went to, and this year they're injury free pretty much for the most part. This is what makes this game very important for Indiana in a sense. Because we look at
2: Indiana and we look at Indiana and we can see we can
1: see glimpses of coming out of that show. Glimpses of of being a great a great team. We can also see glimpses of them falling apart at times. But if they stay within themselves and they play it the, they play the way that they the way that they know that they can play, they pull an upset tonight, and and even though I like Cibolo steals, um, Tommy Armstrong Jr., I, I, I I'm <laughs> I have to put Nebraska on upset alert. Just like I mean, I would put them on upset alert for this reason. You look at. I mean, you look at a Michigan State team that came into that came into Bloomington and, and got beat. And a lot of people will say, hey, this this wasn't this wasn't your typical Michigan State team. True, but they won anyway. You know, you played a you played a pretty good Oh you played a really good Ohio State team and you, and you kept it within within twenty one within within three touchdowns. But you don't see on the scoreboard where that game was seventeen ten. No where they had where they had a a, a seven point lead on, on, on Ohio State. You know, in the in this game. So you don't see that. And then you don't see where yeah there were a couple of turnovers that they caused Ohio State. You don't see that in the score line. You don't see that there is you don't see that. But you 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 see this 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 isn't your you know, the first thing that, that they want to say is this isn't this isn't the um you know, their schedule their schedule's weak, their schedule's this, their schedule's that. When you played Michigan State tough, and you played Ohio State tough, I I say this: you played the top tier teams as tough as you did. You won one by three, and you won, and you lost the other by three touchdowns. That shouldn't have been three touchdowns, you know. So I mean, I don't do not discount these Indiana Hoosiers. I think that they are as good as advertised. They are that good. Do I do I put them on upset alert? Yes, I yes I, I do put Nebraska on upset alert this week because I like I mean I like the offense there at at Indiana. I love the defense there, at Indiana. They're a scrappy defense, but I also like the black shirts and I like Tommy Armstrong and I love the and I love those receivers there at Nebraska as well. I mean. You got some tough receivers, you got some you, you got a, a quarterback that, that's finally putting it together in the senior year, and then you've got a great head coach on top of that, Mike Riley, who, you know, played for the Bear, you know, he you know, he did some outstanding things at, at Oregon State, you know and it was time for him to have a new challenge, and this is what he, he undertook this challenge at Nebraska you know, winning a bowl game his first year out you know, going six and seven last year, you know, and then he's carried that momentum. Tommy Armstrong carried that momentum from, and his development, you know, he's developed himself into being possibly a late round draft pick, possibly a, you know, a quarterback to look at, you know, in the future in in, in Canada, if, if, if you will, this is, this is this is one of those games that if you if you're just a casual watcher of football you wouldn't be interested in you wouldn't be really excited about but this this game excites me because you're starting to see potential teams you're starting to see a pendulum swing in the Big Ten you know if I should, if I could say so. Starting to see a pendulum swing in in the um in the Big Ten. You know, where some of the some of the the mid tier teams or some of the bottom feeders are starting to come up to be that mid tier the the those mid tier becoming one of the mid tier teams and picking off upsets of those top tier teams like like a Nebraska, like a like a Iowa, like a uh Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State. And Ohio State, I mean, those those would be like the top like the top tier teams in 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 the Big Ten. And then you know you look at the bot you look at the at the at the mid level teams. You look at you know Penn State. You know even though Penn State, which is you know teeter tottering between that between that upper echelon and that lower echelon, the Maryland's and I mean. The Maryland's and the Minnesotas, who was that mid tier, that mid tier, you know, type teams there. And then you look at the bottom feeders, like like Purdue, and like Purdue and Rutgers, you know. And I hate to say that about Rutgers because Rutgers has had some great, some great things happen in their program here in here in the past few years, but they're starting to to like wean themselves back down to. Where they were before in the Big East. So this is this is a this is one of those games where you, you just get excited about seeing the little man come up and play and playing the game. This is this is why this game is so important. Why this game is so important to Indiana and why I'm very interested in seeing what Indiana can do. I mean, that this is pretty much it. You know, we look at you know. And we look at, I mean, we look at other games that, you know, tonight, you know, in the top ten and um, that top twenty matchup area, and we, we're going to see some great matchups, and we'll be talking about those three thirty games here in just a few moments. Matter of fact, we're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk. We're going to talk Alabama Tennessee. We're going to talk. Miami, North, North Carolina, and we're gonna talk um, Missouri, Florida. You no, know? so y'all yeah, stay tuned.
4: The Commission, Uncle Paulie, P. Diddy, Caesar Leo, narrow yeah. Charlie Baltimore, Iceberg Slim, The Post Sadie, Frankie Baby.
3: Yeah.
4: Do you know what beef is? Do you know what beef nowhere. is? Uh-uh. Ask yourself. Uh-uh. Do you know uh. what beef is? Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Check out this facade. Uh. Rapper style used by me. The V-I-G. I put my key. You put your key in. Money will be seeing. We'll reach the fucking ceiling. Check. Check it, my calico been top. Uh this rap out with Hitchcock, drop top notch, player hating gon' stop, Uh. this instant, rappers too persistent, quick to spit, biggie name on shit, make my name taste like ass when you speak it, see me in the street, your jewelry, you can keep it, that be our little secret, see me, Uh. B that is, I that is, G-Wiz. Motherfucker still in uh-huh. my bed I hope they know my nigga gotta fucking kidnap kids uh. Fuck them in they ass, throw them over the bridge Ooh, That's how, how it is. is, my shit is laid out what? Fuck that beef shit, that shit is played out played Y'all got out. the gold, yeah. all I make is one phone call All y'all disappear by tomorrow All your guns is borrowed, uh. I don't feel sorrow Actually, your man passed the gap to me I check this, what's beef? Beef is when you need two cats to go to sleep. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you, guaranteed to be an I see you. One more time, what's beef? Beef is when you make your enemies start your G. Beef is when you roll no less than 30 deep. Beef is when I see you, guaranteed to be in I see you. Yeah. I don't smoke with the best uh-huh. of them Shot at the rest uh-huh. of them Was about a hundred or more Maybe less of them Got my rocks off That nigga from the brook just be wildin' oh. on you just be Styling so on so you crazy. and I Somebody. Tried to warn you but your eyes fucked up Now I cleared them shits with hits You on the fucking bench in uh-huh. my friends but Sometimes I get kind up Peeves at these, weak and feel, with these, supreme all alike. Lyrics I call them like I see a Y'all niggas sound like me. Y'all was grimy in the early 90s, far behind me. It ain't hard to find me. Number one with the booyaka. Gimme the Remy and the Chronic, ain't no telling what I do to y'all. It's obvious the game's new to y'all. Take the ends you make and spend them on the tutor, huh? One shot, I'm through with you Beep is when you need two gas to go to sleep sleep. Beep is when your moms ain't safe up in the street Beep is when I see you Guaranteed to be in I see you you. One more time, what's beef? beef? Beep is when you make your enemies start your cheat. Beep is when you roll no less than 30 deep deep. Beep is when I see you Guaranteed to be an ICU I see there'll, you. Be nothing, there'll be nothing but smooth sailing Damn. When I spit shots, now your cruise barely. All I got is heat and tough talk for you uh. Tie you up, cut your balls off just for you Ooh. Man, listen, straight torture Look what that slick shit bought ya. A first class ticket to Lucifer Real name Christopher Watch me set it off like Zirica Here lies your demise Close your eyes, think good thoughts. Down while your skin starts to glisten. Pale blue, hands get cold, your soul's risen. It's bad cause I just, just begun. will make this shit real bad, I was having fun. <laughs> What's beat? What's beat is when you need two cats to go to sleep. Don't sleep is when your mom stays safe up in the street. sleep is when I see you. Guaranteed to the be here, I, see I see you. One more time. What beat? What is when you make your enemies start to cheat Beef is when you roll no less than 30 deep 30. Beep is deep. when I see you. you. Garrett to be your I see you. And I'm through. And uh. a through. Uh. through and yourself through. Uh.
3: And your uh. you know what beat life after Then ask Huh? Do you really Life's like that? <laughs> yeah, I like that big Nosh, Hitman, baby
0: Deny the daytime arrived. your nightmares confirm, my whole tribe's alive, we stay fitted for the finish, never ask why, six grades, he's telling me I can't fly, my hopes reach for the ceiling with the... Sand, got a city on standby, finding a balance in a game that's morally wrong. From 5 a.m. up in the morning, we duck in the light. earn time through the habits we usually own. Saving up, gotta spend it all night, and that's right. That's a hell of a night. <laughs> the tracks women the aim, bringing the same thing. Mind the mind locking the lanes, rocking the same thing. The bed swinging is these clinging the same dream. What? Oh, a low limit, what the frame bring. <laughs> low limit, what the frame bring. We up. Later again, playing on the same thing. same thing. Low limit what the frame brings. We up late as hell, on the same thing. Go. But hold up, let him pick it is No pills, it's still limitless. <laughs> Recouping the true essence. The legends who passed on live forever while we reminisce. Trooper kids that I give forever and never miss. Singing to sound like signing down on a dotted whist i signs that you clown rappers on common shit, trading in your word for green faces and diamond whip. Copping medallions while my people starve. I think the public getting blind to what honesty is. I heard life and stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy bit. Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A liar, well y'all liars rely on the same subject what? The tracks, women, the aim, bringing the same things Your mind locking, the lame's rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the Z's clinging the same dreams uh, A low limit, what the frame brings? Low limit, what the frame brings? We up late again, flying on the same thing. No limit what the flame brings. We up late as hell, flying on the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> plus, flying on the snow. Plus, plus, flying on the snow. on the same thing. Pl- we pl- up pl- late again, flying on the same. Plus, plus, flying on the snow. on the same thing. <laughs> A low limit with the frame brains. A low limit with the frame brains. Yeah. A low limit with the frame brains. Uh-huh. Uh, plotting on the same things. we yeah. About to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things. Yeah. Still Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same thing, Trotting on the quest. You with have guessed this with the fame brains. Come and be my guest. You can get blamed, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion. Try and stack up all the jazz. Try and snatch up all the cabbage. Silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage. Call me Send the rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my men don't make you rappers. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clips That's a semi-automatic, you can we Bring the havoc, load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address, I'm addressing All the rappers playing dress up You in the wrong sector, thought i tell you The rap game is not a pageant, it's tragic Since the young and been busting Bum to get out the gutter, avoiding Trouble and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles, waking brothers up From slumbers, now I'm no longer the underdog I'm heating up this summer, no more dreaming Only action, me and my team gon' make it happen We just scheming, strategizing, Why you guys are steady napping treasure my presence like pirate chest i'm spitting crack release the cracking cow i'm moving back and so i hope you the started packing hey i Dead and evicted And even Claus knew that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise, neighbors might call the boys They tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message We just missed the hey, tape. we been working hard People never stopped the hating Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators take me to my destination Seventeen and getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet bet, bet, bet It's too much money here I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for 36 million And we got people starving in the streets That is not idealistic, that's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars and then there's people starving. There's no way, there's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich, I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why well, have 52 rooms and you know there's somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't.
1: Welcome back to the press box of the Tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. we we sitting here talking, talking some college football. And, you know, the 330 games. Probably the most intriguing three thirty games I've I've seen in a while. You know, we've talked about one in, in regards to that. That's the Nebraska Indiana game. Uh, one game that everybody's been talking about that that needs to be talked about is uh, the Alabama Tennessee game. You know, Alabama, you know, <laughs> undefeated eighteen straight wins or whatever, however many wins in a row that, that they have going on. Um, Against the, against the, a Tennessee team who looked just just kind of just ran out, you know, um, this last week at, at Texas A and M, and you know, as good as that A and M as good as that A and M Tennessee game was, this this Tennessee Alabama game could be just as good. Um, the reason why I say it could be just as good, I mean, because this. This is a this is a rivalry game. This is one of those games where, you know, the records basically get thrown out the window. I mean, like, I mean, I wouldn't say that this is on Alabama Auburn level, but in terms of the hate between these between the two between the two schools, this is definitely one of those. I hate you. You hate me. Let's all be friends afterward, and then punch each other in the face during the game. I mean, I think that's basically the way that that. I mean, (laughs) in that sense. But this is a this is a really good game. It's a top ten game. You
2: know,
1: number one versus number nine, and you know, Tennessee is. They're still in the driver's. They're still in that catbird seat, so to speak, to be to make it as you know to make the playoffs, you know. But they'll have to beat Alabama twice. And do I think they'll beat Alabama once? I don't even think they'll beat them once. But with this with this game, and then you have the makeup game on November nineteenth with LSU and Florida. This actually makes this game a must win for Tennessee in a sense, because if If Tennessee loses this game, this gives them two this gives them two losses in you know in the conference, and not only are there two losses but they're two costly losses I mean they're crossover game, so basically they'd have to go. I mean, they can. They can basically go undefeated, you know, in SEC play on their on their side in the East, and still get in. But with the way that Florida play, you know, the way that Florida's played this year, and they do have a hold of win over Florida, you know, they still got to play. They they played. <laughs> Let me go back here and, and take a look here, and then, so that way we can we can be on the same page here. But um, you know, Tennessee's got some got some important games here in the next couple of weeks, and um, you know, Georgia with the with a big that big come from behind win. I mean, so I mean they're two and zero in conference, are two and zero in the in the East, but you know, the two crossover games. I mean, they lose. They lose those two crossover games. I mean, they they pretty much they got two conference losses. But if you know, Florida wins out, Georgia wins out. I mean, you have a pretty. You have a. I mean, you have a three way a three way tie, but since they're the highest ranked of those teams in the AP poll and possibly going to be higher ranked in the, in the uh, college football playoff poll, you know, they'll win the East. So, I mean, even though they have, they have a conference loss and if they lose to Alabama this week, you know, they have two conference losses, they still don't have a loss in in the division. So they still hold their destiny in that regard, but Alabama wins out. I'm sorry, Georgia wins out. Florida wins out. Then yeah, you're gonna need some help. I mean, this this is an important game in the SEC for Tennessee. Um, you know, you look at the division standings, and you look at you look at what could possibly happen. in those standings. I mean,
2: this this is a, um,
1: this is a, a really, really difficult predicament to, to be put in, you know, with two losses. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is what I mean by that. I mean, because when you when you look at it from the grand scheme of the yes, even though they do have a conference loss, but all these conference losses, they they tend to make everything the same because you know, because their record I mean, they're they're you know they're still on top of the heap because they only have you know one conference loss. And they're on top of the heat because they beat Florida this year. They beat Florida. Now, Florida was one less, was one less conference game. If Tennessee wins, I mean, Tennessee loses, you know, that's two conference losses. So again, this is a must-win for for Florida and for Tennessee in that sense because. Tennessee, Florida still has a game to play, and they have to play LSU on November nineteenth. So November nineteenth becomes that much more important to to Tennessee than it does to Florida, because Florida knows what they have to do. LSU knows what they have to do. So this is what makes this very difficult, and it makes it very, very hard for Tennessee. To give up a game, they have to win. They have to win. There, there's no other way around it. This they must win for Tennessee today against Alabama. Do I think they'll? <clears throat> do I think they'll get the win? I think that this this could be a close a close game. I think this would be a typical Tennessee Alabama third Saturday in October type game, but. You're starting to see the maturization of Jalen Hurts, you no know, true freshman quarterback. You're starting to see what he can do as a quarterback, what he can do as a as a college football player. And if he can play within himself and just play the game, don't let the crowd distract you. You know, and just stay within yourself. This could be this could be one of those games where Alabama could just blow Tennessee out of Neyland Stadium. I mean, this is this could be one of those games where they could really solidify themselves as the team to beat in the SEC West, the team to beat in the team to beat, you know, anywhere. This this is one of those games for for Alabama. Tennessee, on the other hand, is a must win because if you want to play Alabama again and have that upper hand on them, you've got to win this matchup. You've got to. I mean, there's no other way around it. But I like Alabama in this game. I like Alabama to win pretty handily. Actually, I actually think that that Alabama can win this game by. By a lot, you know. I think two touchdowns, three touchdowns tops could could be no three touchdowns could be could be very very big, and that that's where a lot of this comes from because you don't know what you're gonna get from from Tennessee like you did last week and and in the A and, and M, but at the same time. The way that they play at A&M, you know, this could give them momentum to play Alabama. You know, you lose in overtime to a good to a to, to a good A&M team, but I honestly think that they. I honestly think that Alabama won't lose to Tennessee today, and that's just the way that's gonna go. Um, it, that that game is just the game is just slowed down too much, and. <laughs> And Nick Saban expects too much out of his team, so yeah, three touchdowns. I mean, two, three touchdowns. I don't think that I don't think that Tennessee could, would get that running game going. And if they do, you know, they've got they've got to establish the run, which is which is you know easier said than done. So huh, there you go. Now we talk about other we talk about other teams, other games. You know, Florida State Miami was 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 a tough game. You know, quote unquote, the block at the rock. I mean, Miami has finally caught a glance of what it's like to miss a field goal, to miss an extra point or a field goal. So, you know, in this rivalry. so you know they're looking to take out that frustration against North Carolina tonight in, at three thirty and. I think Miami can win this game, but is their offense geared to is their offense geared to winning games, high scoring games? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think so. I mean, if they can if they can play the game that they if they can if they can score points and they can get stops on a, on a Manny-Diaz-type Manny defense against North Carolina. And if North Carolina can get stops against them, this is going to be a low-scoring game, um, which I think Miami can grind out. But if if not, then, then it's going to be a long day for Miami. You know, you can go ahead and pencil them in for a loss. And, yes, I said it, you can pencil them in for a loss. And, you know, Home game against a really good North Carolina team. You know, this is this is a hard this is a hard game to, to pick because North Carolina's going to Florida State, and you know, if I picked Florida State to win that game, my North Carolina found a way to win. You know, like last week, I, I actually I actually would have picked Miami to beat Florida State, but alas, Florida State, you know, showed some heart, showed some showed some gumption. And want to and want a, a football game, but all this sets up, you know, a great, a great next few weeks for for Miami if Miami can get past North Carolina. I mean, they gotta they gotta test against Virginia Tech. Uh, I think next week or or the week after. So, I mean, this is this is a really good, a really good weekend to talk to talk sports, um, to talk college football. Another 330 game that a lot of people, you know, won't talk about but should be talking about is number 24, Western Michigan. I mean, we're looking at a guy like P.J. Flick who is out recruiting Michigan and Michigan State for some some of the in-state talent in Michigan. He's also out recruiting, you know, some schools in some other some other Big Ten schools in the state of Ohio, you know, for, for kids from the state of Ohio, from kids from the Chicagoland area. P.J. Flick has got something outstanding going, and it would not behoove me to say that next season should, should Daryl Hazel not be at Purdue next year, or if Houston loses loses tom herman to l s u or something like that. This would not surprise me if you see a guy's name like p j Fleck come onto the scene and become a head coach at one of those schools i I'm very high on p j Fleck you know he's a young guy who just who can just coach he can recruit he can recruit his butt off he's probably one of the one of the best recruiters in the nation that's not named that's not named Saban or, that's not named Saban, that's not named Craig, that's not named, um, you know, that's not one of the major guys, you know, one of the major figures in in college football. Coach O'Donnell, you know, you can throw his name in there as well. You know, he's a great recruiter. And dare I say, dare I say this, PJ Flett could possibly have a top twenty five recruiting class coming to Western Michigan next year. He's got a couple of five stars, he's got a couple of four stars who who have who have made Western Michigan the finalist. I mean, and then, you know, some of the facilities are about to be improved at Western Michigan. Um Refurbishing project it's about to happen at Waldo Stadium, the home football field of of Western Michigan. You know, starting they're going to get a new indoor facility. I mean, a lot of things are happening at Western Michigan that that we all don't know about. You know, and we're starting to see a lot of the we're starting to see a lot of the facilities around the MAC improve as well. I mean, Akron in that beautiful new stadium, Citizen Stadium. Um, that's that's who Western Michigan gonna be playing, and you know, actor and and is coached by uh, Tommy Bowden, former Auburn head football coach. So, you know, you're starting to see, you're starting to see again what I talked about earlier, like the pendulum of the college football world. where You're starting to see the parity in college football start to start to rear its rear head, and it's a good rearing in that sense. I mean, because you're starting to see schools that wouldn't get top tier talent start to get top tier talent, you know, like from the mid majors. You know, this could this kid, if this if this thing, you know, moves in that in that direction, you're gonna see a lot of good players, you know, not going to power five schools. You're gonna see them playing at, at schools in the match. You're gonna see players start playing at Boise and, and schools like this because because they know that they can be the quote-unquote star of the team and not only can they be the star of the team, but they can also be leaders, leaders around the campus and all that good stuff. So, I mean, you, you got so many things that, so many good things that is coming out of this parity. I would just I would just parody that we have in college football right now, especially with the scholarship limitations as well. So So yeah, I mean I I like Western Michigan. I mean Western Michigan to akron I mean Western Michigan if they continue to play the way that they're playing right now <laughs> you know, I can see them going undefeated. I mean I can see them getting invited to a New Year's six. So, I mean, this is a this is a, a an important game. This is a minor, a monumental game for, for Western Michigan. This could push them into the into that top echelon, um into the top twenty and into and possibly into the top fifteen, depending on how things go and depending on on the other teams and the other and you know things like that, you know, how they fall into place. You know this this is a big, this is a big matchup. Now we talk about you know we talked about the Western Michigan's. We have talked about you know Missouri Florida is, is a big matchup because you know it's a divisional matchup and it's also it's also you know a big matchup for Florida because Florida wins wins over Missouri and Alabama beats Tennessee. That puts Florida right back into the into the race now because I don't have one loss you know and they play one less game so again Missouri Florida has the same impact on the SEC East as the Alabama Tennessee game does <clears throat> also you you look at you look at the east you look at the west in in that regard and you know, a lot of people say, you know, because Auburn has a loss in the West, you know, to A&M, they, you know, they're pretty much out of it. If Tennessee can get a win over Alabama, this means Auburn back into it, you know, A&M is, A&M is still there. I mean, A&M is going to be there. So this is, this is a little, like I said, this all this has a trickle down effect, not only in the SEC West but in the SEC East as well. So, I mean, this is the, these are some big matchups right now. That's um, the four o'clock game on the SEC Network. Then we also look at the four o'clock game in the Big tw- in the Pac-12 South, Utah or Pac-12. You know, this is a this is a crossover game, the Pac-12 South, Utah. Oregon State, Oregon State, who so got a big win last week, um, they got a big, big win last week. So, um, so we know what Oregon State can do, and we know what Anderson, what what Coach Anderson is going to do, uh, with that Oregon State team. They're going to be downhill running, running the ball. They're going to be, they're, they're just that good. They're they're a good team, but they're still. They're still a year away. I, I like Utah in this matchup. Again, this has this has implications all over it as well because Utah has a conference loss and, you know, Utah loses this game. This brings Colorado. This, this puts Colorado in the catbird seat if you look at it from that standpoint. So, I mean, this is a big matchup in regards to that as well. I mean, this gives... Colorado like a two-game lead or, or uh, a game and a half lead, you know, going in, you know going into next week for them. I mean, I think they're off week, so this 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 could be big for for Colorado in that sense. And uh, actually Colorado plays at eight o'clock. This eight o'clock game on the Pac-12 network, and they play uh, Arizona State. So again, this, this puts Colorado you know one loss. You know it's a big Pac-12 South matchup as well. You know um, Arizona State, Colorado. You know four, five and one uh, Arizona State, four and two Colorado. I mean this, this this puts a lot of these games with the unranked. You know these are big games in in, in the sense. You know you look at UCLA, Washington State again the Pac-12 is probably the most competitive conference that we don't talk about because of the time difference and that's sad and, and, and it's a sad thing to be honest with you because you've got you got some good matchups you got some really good teams you got some great talent in on the west coast and and it's not being it's not being exposed like it should so that's what makes this that's what makes this that's what makes this this game so so wonderful to watch I mean there's so many good things that can happen from college football and there's so many great things that can happen from college football and we're starting to see it we're starting to to feel it we're starting to you know all these different emotions that you that you feel for these games you're starting to feel them you know you're starting to see it now as a whole you know like. Case in point, the seven o'clock game, old Miss Arkansas. This 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 game has slobberknocker written all over it. You know we're gonna see what Chad Kelly's gonna do. We're gonna see what what Austin Allen's gonna do. We're gonna see what both defenses can do against each other in, in Fayetteville. This is a this is this is one of those matchups you just you just wanna watch you just wanna watch and just have fun watching. Ohio State-Wisconsin. We haven't talked about Ohio State-Wisconsin, but here's the thing about Ohio State-Wisconsin. This is a big, big matchup in the Big 12 West, the Big 10 West. This is a big matchup for the Big 10 East. I mean, Ohio State, can they be upset? Sure they can be upset. Can, Can Wisconsin be beat at Camp Randall? Yes, they can be beat at Camp Randall. But here's where it here's where it all comes into play. And here's 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 the thing. here's my deal with this game. You got two great defenses. You got one great quarterback in this game. The one great quarterback is is with Ohio State. Wisconsin, they're doing it with two quarterbacks. They're 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 a one loss team with two quarter playing with two quarterbacks, and they and and they're playing within themselves. They're playing within themselves, and they're not letting distractions outside come in to affect them as a as a team. This Ohio State team, they're focused, they're ready, they won't. They want to win this game, and they can go into Camp Randall and win this game and win this game big. But, but I like, I I like Wisconsin. I like what they can do offensively with Corey Clement. I like what they can do with in the passing game with the tight ends. You know, with two tight with two pass catching tight ends. I mean, this is this is a really good. Wisconsin team that we're talking about that could get blown out of the water. And this is what makes this this is what makes this this game very interesting to me. Again, we talk about talk about matchups. The secondary secondary for Wisconsin, can they match up with with the receivers from Ohio State? Vice versa, the running game can can Ohio State stop the stop the downhill running game of of Wisconsin. Can can they withstand the pressure, of getting beat up, play after play after play from that from that huge offensive line that Wisconsin boasts? This is a this is what this is what college football is all about right here, because you don't know what you're gonna get from week to week in the Big Ten. You don't know what you're gonna get week to week from the Pac twelve. You don't know what you're gonna get week to week from from the SEC or the or the Big Ten or or the Big Twelve. This this is why college football means the world to me right here. This game right here epitomizes why I watch high school football. Why I watch high school football, why I watch college football religiously, because you don't know what you're going to get from Friday to Saturday night, from Friday night to Saturday night. And this, again, we talk about, we, we're talking about Ohio State, we're talking about Wisconsin. JT Barrett is going to be the difference in this game, whether it's running a ball, whether it's throwing a ball. I mean, he throws a he throws probably one of their previous, the prettiest deep balls but he's so accurate with the intermediate and and short passes that it it absolutely scares you. It absolutely puts you in a place to where you don't know what you're going to get. And that's the way that that goes. I like Wisconsin, I like Ohio State in this game. I think Ohio State can win this game big, but I think that this game is going to be closer than what people think. I actually think that Ohio State will win this game by a touchdown. Um, if Ohio State Get stops. This could be a blowout. Again, with Wisconsin, if Wisconsin can play the way that they played against LSU and the way that they played against Michigan, this, this, you know, again, where, you know, Wisconsin's going through a gauntlet right now, and they still got to play teams in the West. They still got to play teams in the Big Ten West. They've still got. I mean, they're through. Their um their crossover games. This is their last crossover game. The rest of it is is actually is is Big Ten West teams from here on out, after after this week. So this is this is a really good Wisconsin team that we're talking about against a really this probably the best Ohio State team that we've seen since their national championship year. That's the way I look at it. I like I like Ohio State to win by at least a touchdown, I would not be surprised if they win by more than a touchdown. I mean, I, I just would not be surprised. So, you know, from that standpoint, yeah, this this, this game doesn't surprise me at all. This same would not surprise me if, if it's a high-scoring game. It would not surprise me if it's a knockdown down drag them out fight. It would not surprise me if if one team blows out the other and it doesn't really matter who blows out the others, it's, it's going to be that good of a game. So, you know, state, I, 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 like I said, I'm picking Ohio State to win by a touchdown, but I, I it could be it, it, that the game's closer than people think. I just really think it's closer than people think. Um, but we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to recap Friday night games and, Also recap some some high school football scores for you uh, before we get out of here. So y'all stay tuned.
2: We'll be
3: we
1: To the press box and the tailgate crew, my name is The main event is in the building, but we got some got some rather disturbing news and uh to share with everybody. And um, hopefully, hopefully this isn't true. And I I, I don't I don't think it's not. You know what? You know what? Eighty six. That idea. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here a little a few minutes earlier, But before we do. Uh, I wanna give us a couple of big time shout outs, man, and um, to uh, coach Tanner Glisten of the Tree Tigers, um uh, Casey Copeland, um, Daryl Truett, and all those guys over all, all that whole coaching staff over there at at School, man. Uh I wanna give you a thank you from from the bottom of my heart because and a salute because man, this time last year, we were 0 and this team was 0 and 7 with no sense of direction no sense of, of belief in them and here we are almost 420 something days later and I see a change in this team unlike any other team I've I've seen in a long time. And
2: uh,
1: I mean I, from where from where you got from where those guys started to where they are right now. Where there was no sense of belief, no sense of direction, you know, to win six straight games, put yourself within ear your reach of a recent championship. And also pretty much clinched yourself a a playoff berth with a win over over your rival. And to see all the Facebook things, all the things I saw on Facebook where the alum the alumni came out and showed up in force, man. This this is why I love being a part of the Troop High School family, Troop High School LaGrange, Georgia. That's why I love being a part of this family. I wasn't there. I wasn't. I was there in spirit, but I wanted to be there. And for those who did show up, man, I I salute you. And for those players who know what it's like to wear that blue and gold, who knows what it's like to to have emotion after a game where you beat your rival. And to do it the way that we did it last night, man, thirty-seven twenty-six over Lagrange High School, man, I, I'm so, I'm so just, I'm proud to be a Troop Tiger. I'm proud to, to call myself a Troop Tiger, and I'm proud that I graduated from Troop. Um, you know, we've got, we've got some, man, we got some proud, we got some proud people, and uh, I'm just, I'm one of them, and um coach Glisten, again I, I salute you I salute I salute the I salute the fans I salute the the faculty and also man uh Jason uh Tim Graham who's assistant principal at Troop High School um I know that his daughter's in the hospital and I know that she's got some things she's got some um health issues going on and to you and Tiffany uh I'm praying for y'all, praying for the safety of of your daughter and uh hopefully she makes it through uh whatever child she's got going on and hopefully that uh the Lord blesses her with, with a long life and and um just know that, you know, as part of the troop family and us guys waiting together, you know, just know that 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 I love y'all all. I love you both and and I hope that, and I hope that things happen in the right direction for you. Uh, you know, another another guy that I really want to give a shout out to was uh, LaPerion Perry. Who, uh, man, that kid! I, I tell you, I, I don't I don't know any 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 kids that persevere like he does. And you know, throughout the trials that he's gone through in the last few months in the way that he played last night, uh, and you know, from what I understand, he played lights out. He played lights out last night and, you know, even though it was a losing effort, you know, he played lights out and I'm I'm proud of him. Proud to call him my cousin. I'm proud to call him call him, you know, a friend of my friend. And uh, you know, I said I grew up with his father, the late Nick Perry and and, you know, we went to church together. We played football all the way up and to see his son succeed the way that he's succeeding, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of that. And, you know, rest on Nick Perry and know that I love you and know that, know that a lot of people are missing you right now. And that, that does include me. And, um, again, I mean, this, this is, this is, this is, this is a great, this is a great weekend for me college football wise. I mean, third Saturday in October, um, some big matchups today, Big matchups in the FCS as well. South Dakota State, North Dakota State, the Dakota marker uh, being played for today. Um, so, uh, big ups to the Bison. And, um, again, uh, just, just great. It's just a great weekend to be had by all. And uh, I'm going to get up out of here, man. And, um, again, everybody have a great weekend, and everybody be careful go out and support your local football teams. Go out and support your local high schools. You know, without us, I mean, there's no, without us, there's no, there's no team, you know, there's no school. And um, so go out and support your local high schools and go out and support everybody. Um, And go out and just show show your love for people and everything. And um, we'll be back next week. I know next Friday I'll be in Lafayette, Alabama. Lafayette, Lynette, Bulldog Stadium, eight thousand strong. I'll be there. Be there tailgating. I'll have be Facebook live all night long from from Bulldog Stadium, Lafayette, Alabama. So y'all, y'all stay tuned. Y'all have a great weekend. And again, let's go tailgating.
0: This is Cassie. You lock and load and you do what we do.